On today's Friday Fire, we dive into the dark world of managing your emotions. A lot of times when we want to improve our health, we think that getting in shape is it, or the nutrition, or the supplements, but we don't want to address the emotional piece. We don't want to address that maybe we're addicted to stress, that maybe we refuse to accept that we take on all of the things when it's really taking the toll on the body. So we ask the hard questions on today's podcast so that you can get to the bottom. Live your life within the moment, moment And don't go wait until the morning, morning You never know when it is over, over Happy Friday! Yes, happy, happy Friday. Liz is flying home. flying home. I will be leaving tomorrow for a little nightly getaway. Much needed. You need to golfing? schedule things like that. We are going golfing, which Nick does not like going golfing with me. Because there's been a couple of bad occurrences that has just left a taste in his mouth, apparently. <sighs> Why are you bad at golfing? I just get very angry. I get very frustrated because I'm very competitive. And I don't like that I'm not good at it right away. Well, Even though golfs. I never play. He's gotten very good at golf. He's yeah. like a two-handicapped. Um, and so he's very good at golf. And he's, you know, he just, he needs to have a longer fuse with me, I think. Is my b- bottom line. <laughs> Just have a, just give him a couple drinks before you. Well, and that's what he said. He goes, "You need to bring your wine tumbler, and you need to have some wine when you golf." <laughs> well, that'll just end up you riding in the cart and him golfing, probably. Oh my! Anyways, goodness. so we wanted to chat a little bit today because I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes we feel like our Friday fires are a little redundant. I'll not be lying here, but often we've talked about people think that health, getting in shape, getting to their goal weight being, you know, improving their symptoms, it's all going to be nutrition and diet and supplements. Or it's just going to be supplements and I don't have to change my diet. I don't have to change my routine and I don't have to exercise differently and I don't have to work on sleep or stress or any of those other things. We're going to be real blunt today because it's Friday fire guys. And we're short on time. So we're going to give it to you. It's going to be potent, short (laughs) and potent. You get a quickie today. But you know, I think the problem is that I think there's two problems here. Number one is people put timelines on their goals. And so they think like, well, if I give, you know, the next six months, my all, then all of a sudden I'm not going to have to focus on this anymore. Like I'll get to my goal weight and then life will be good. And that's going to solve all my problems. And the reality is you are not solving the emotional problems. And that is why you will continue to yo-yo. Maybe you lose the weight. Maybe it works. Maybe the diet works, but you didn't fix the internal dialogue inside of your brain, right? Uh, The thoughts that you have, the way you talk to yourself, the emotions that you have, the way you think about this journey. The way I think about this journey is I'm on it till I die because I'm in it to stay alive as long as I possibly can. And in the world that we live in, you're going to have to keep working on yourself. That's the reality of it. But with the rise of Ozempic and semi-glutide and all of these other things that are on the market that people want to abuse, use and abuse for the wrong reasons, they think that I, I take this and you know, or it could be a fat burner, right? It could be any supplement out there that you think is going to be the thing. And then you're not actually changing who you are. And if you don't change who you are, you will not maintain your results. Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of went off of this because I saw a post that talked about how getting in shape is about 10% exercise, 50% nutrition, and 40% managing your emotions. Because like Liz was saying, a lot of people white knuckle it, you grit it out, mm-hmm. but you don't address the fact that you use food as a reward or that you work out so that you can eat and drink or that you, you know, basically eat no matter whether you're stressed, happy, 
sad, you know, just went through a breakup, just got like, there's so many things that you turn to food with or alcohol or whatever, quote, you know, bad habit you might have. And it can be very hard to sit with those things and figure out why you do it and work through the internal stuff that you struggle with. And that's what we wanted to talk about today because that's the missing piece. Like that is the part that people don't want to do because one, it's not sexy. Mm -hmm. It's not measurable for a lot of people in a lot of ways. They want like the diet, the meal plan, the tell me exactly what I need to do and what I need to put in my mouth and what exercise plan I need to do and what supplements I need to take. But this is the part that you've been ignoring. This is the part that continues to pop up and derail you. And that is the hardest part about this is like, it's not measurable. We, you might not even know what it is because you, you ignore it. You don't face it. You might not even have seen the trend. And that's where I think having a mentor, a coach, a practitioner can be really helpful because they help you start to dig into this and identify why you might self-sabotage, why you avoid the uncomfortable, why you, you know, don't do the things that you know you should be doing. Because for us, human nature, we want to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. I want to justify things. I want to tell myself, like, it's okay. I don't want to feel bad about something. Well, you also manipulate things in your mind, right? You, ra- you rationalize things. You think that you eat less than you do. You think that you move more than you do, right? Because we basically trick ourselves into thinking that, no, I'm doing all the things right. But if you were to really take a step back and if you tracked everything and had data, then you could find, here's the missing pieces. No, I didn't hit 10,000 steps every day this week. No, I didn't get my macros in, you know, or my calories where they should be all seven days of the week. Maybe I did it for four or five days, but what about the other two or three days where you're kind of just winging it because, well, life is busy. It's the weekend we're traveling, you know, I'm doing good with my kids. Like you, you basically have this illusion that things are better than they actually are. And that's hard pill to swallow, right? Because we don't want to face the truth that there are gaps. Guys, there's gaps in everyone's life. There's gaps in my life, in my, you know, uh, adherence. Let's, let's call it that, right? Because I have a protocol, right? I have things that I'm supposed to be doing every day. Do I get that cold shower every single day? Nope. Do I get 10,000 steps every single day? Okay. Yes, I do. But you know, in certain ways, there are things that could be improved that I could do more of like dry brushing and various other things, but whatever that commitment is that you've set, I shouldn't use 10,000 steps because I walk all the time, but whatever that, like a gallon of water, do I get a gallon of water every day? No, I don't, you know? And so I think whatever that commitment is that you're setting that target that you are wanting to hit, are you actually hitting it hundred percent or are you hitting it 80%? Yep. Right. And I think this is really hard because so many people only want to focus on, well, I'll cut my calories or maybe I'll go to the gym and I'll punish myself and I'll do more exercise. I'll make up for it on Monday with two a day on Monday type of a thing that they don't ever take care of why they can't stay the course, why you continue to self-sabotage. Yep. Why are you the person that says you're going to do the thing and then don't, doesn't ever really follow through? Why are you not keeping the commitment to yourself? You, it doesn't matter what you say to a practitioner. I tell my clients this all the time. We have this plan in place. It is up to you to commit and execute. I can't do that for you, Mm-mm. right? I can't be with you 24 hours a day. Even if I was messaging you 24 hours a day, you could still be sitting there eating a pint of ice cream as I'm messaging you saying like, hey, how's it going? How are we doing? Because yeah. you don't take care of the emotional 
pieces and you don't look ahead to say, hey, I know that this is a trigger. This person, this time, this place is a trigger for me. And here's the things that I'm going to put in as my buffers. Yeah. And I, and I think something else to consider, and I will, I will admit to this, and I'm sure Liz would too, most people that are constantly trying things health-wise, nutri- exercise-wise, all of that, tend to have very addictive personalities. They tend to be people that also have very disordered relationships with food and exercise. The, the person that comes to us and is like, I've tried everything. I work out, I eat healthy, I don't eat carbs. I, you know, drink a gallon of water, like have all of those things. You also probably have a very disordered relationship with food and with your body. And when the subject comes up, you're very shut down to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need to be open-minded to improve your health long-term. You have to be vulnerable. And if you are someone that gets defensive constantly, if you're someone that's always saying like, I can't do that, this is not going to work for me, so forth and so on, you are likely the person that we are talking about. You are likely the person that does not manage your emotions. You, you know, filter through pushing yourself in the gym really hard, through restricting yourself really hard with food and ignoring the stress piece. And that is your missing puzzle piece to why you haven't get, gotten better, to why you haven't reached the potential that you want to reach because you refuse to accept that that is it. You refuse to accept that there is something wrong or you know, you just haven't faced that you're maybe addicted to stress or that you're addicted to a toxic relationship or that you're you know, addicted to being the problem, right? To being the, the problem child, the one that no one can figure out. The, you know, like there's a huge emotional aspect to people like that. Attention. And absolutely, absolutely. And you guys, we're not, a, you know, we're not trying to attack anyone right now, but know your type. I, I 1,000% will say I am definitely that person. I am someone that continuously would say, no, I, I should be able to exercise five to six days a week with high intensity. I should be able to do these things. I should, like, my health should be fine. It wasn't. I had to take a deeper look at things. I had to be like, okay, maybe I do kind of burn the candle at both ends. Maybe I do try to say that it's okay that I take on 15 things and all the responsibilities and all, you know, like I had to... I had to address the places I wasn't willing to negotiate on because they were the places that were standing in the way of me making the progress that I wanted to make. And so if you are listening to this and you're wondering, why am I not succeeding? Why am I not seeing progress? Why am I, you know, the one that nothing works for? Maybe it is that internal piece. Maybe it is that emotional mental trauma that you haven't faced. Maybe it is the addiction, that addictive personality that you haven't faced. Because at the end of the day, if you look at your life and you're working out like you're supposed to and you're eating like you're supposed to and you're still struggling, what's left? Stress and trauma. And I think that there's so many people who don't want to open Pandora's box, myself included, guys. Like I know for sure that some of the things that I have struggled with over the course of the past you know, few years have been due to losing my mom. And that's a box that I don't want to open a lot of times. But in order to excel and in order to have the personal growth that I desire, that's something that has to be addressed. And 
you know, we all go through different phases of grief. And again, this may be a loss in your life. It may be a, a friendship that you lost, a broken marriage, or, you know, another type of trauma, emotional, physical, whatever. A very high stress that happened to you that your body remembers because your body keeps score that you don't want to go back and realize and face the reality that this is something that I need to address. Maybe that's in therapy. Maybe that's in a church group, whatever that is. But if you don't take care of those things, you're going to continue to struggle physically. And then at some point, you will get to a point where you can't keep up anymore. Your body will shut down. Your body will start showing you with signs and symptoms. And if you're not listening, you will eventually get to a place where it becomes a hospitalization or a panic attack or you know something that makes you wake up and listen to the fact that your body can't keep up. Your cortisol is flatlined. Your adrenals are burnt out. You're not sleeping. You're exhausted. All of the things. Because, and we've said this before, women in today's world, we're not designed physiologically to do all of the things that we do. And we may need additional support. And sure, that's where supplements can come to play. We're not saying that you have to quit your job and you can't mom and all of these things. You can be a badass and crush it, but you got to know the balance. And that's something that Becca and I both have learned very uh, personally the last few months in terms of trying to achieve that better balance. Like you, you cannot go into the gym and crush it and then come home and expect to crush it being a mom, crush it all day you know, at work and be productive and you're just on all the time and not be exhausted and have symptoms and have your body shouting and screaming at you like, yo, sister, slow down because I can't keep up with all of the stress on the body. And so whether it's a stress from intentional infliction, right? Calorie deficit, uh, you know, training and things like that, or a stress that just hasn't been resolved, you need to identify what that is for you. And you need to address those things because if you don't, you will stay stuck and you will keep trying to slash your calories, spend more time in the gym, and then eventually you're going to get to a point where nothing works and you're going to have to pull yourself out of this place and go through a longer healing journey than most people would if they would just pause and recognize in this season, I need to slow down. I need to pump the brakes. I need to give my body a little bit of a rest. I need to stop trying to diet so hard. Stop trying to you know, be the best person in the gym and the best at everything because you can only do so many things great. And what we want to drive home here is with that ratio that we broke down, 10% of it is your exercise. 50% of it is your nutrition. As we talked about, people think they do better than they actually do. Nail that first. Get your body nourished because if you do, guess what's going to happen? You can handle the stress better. You can keep up in the gym better and things are going to go a lot more smoothly. And then as you're going through that journey, you can take care of some of these emotional pieces but don't be fooled to think that you can out diet, out exercise, out supplement your stress.